0: I am Ari I'm Nick And go
1: fuck yourself hey. And welcome to the 4th episode of Postpone uh, Ari, did you get V-04? that?
2: Did you understand that joke, Ari? Is that a Logan reference?
3: Mm,
2: kind of In a way, it's a reference to the character Was oh, it one of the original X-Men? He says an X-Men first class When X-Men they try first to recruit class, him baby. I never saw that movie uh,
1: Today is our 4th episode uh, It's been about a month Since we started doing this, how's it going so far, boys?
2: What, the podcast? Yeah. Well, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Do you have any? That was it. That was it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's forcing me to watch movies. Yeah, I
1: think slowly over time we'll get the hang of little things. Mm -hmm. I'm liking the movies that have been suggested so far. I'm excited to hear what's next.
2: Only a matter of time until we choose a movie that we're just like. It's Dude, there's a movie. So many movies Bye. that I want <laughs> someone else to recommend. Really, bro? You so- just you watch movies, it. Ari. No, no, I can't. because just I don't have watch time to watch a
0: unless movie. I'm forced to.
1: I, I have a lot of movies. I actually that haven't watched a lot.
2: I haven't watched a lot of movies lately, so we chill on. Oh my just god! Like on my own, like a normal person. You know, my prof- my professor said watch a movie a day, Ari. A movie a day. Yeah. Well, it, oh, that does that have anything to do with your major in specific? Well, I mean, he is a professor in an art school, but yes. Okay. Anyways, we have news today. Uh,
1: Yeah, very, very brief news because we got to get into our other, our film topics, of which there are two today. Double Mm -hmm. feature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, double feature. Of course, of course. Uh, Really quickly, in the time between last episode and now joker became the first r-rated film to hit one billion dollars at the box office
2: uh-huh so uh, you know we've talked about this already but uh what else what do you guys think i mean oh, i haven't seen surprised. it yet yeah mm-hmm. you gotta see you gotta contribute I need to see it. Ari. yeah We Ari, yeah. live in a society maybe if someone recommends it
1: um <laughs> have you don't... seen the
2: meme have you seen the meme where it's like all the people in line to see joker and then like the one person in line to see book no i've not seen that meme <laughs> it's like it's like the best okay boomer meme it's like who's watching book like <laughs> anyway i think this says a lot about our society that no one is going to watch the movie book i don't even what know is what that movie is movie book about yeah it's a, I've never it, heard of it. no it's movie. a joke it's like they're not reading books but oh, oh okay. i see i thought you I meant thought... the
1: film book smart which is not good <laughs> green book of course academy of course, award course.
2: nominated and winner
1: book club the killing about of a bunch of women deer. reading an erotic thriller starring all these famous actresses <laughs> oh my god oh my god uh yeah i'm not surprised in fact you know the film has aged well in my mind i think of it no worse or no better than i did before yeah I can we talk
2: about joker, joker. <laughs> oh joker still again okay yeah, I think
1: yeah, no. if any R-rated film is going to hit a billion, this is a fine one to do it, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a movie. I think if it wasn't a Joker movie, it wouldn't be doing nearly as well as it is.
1: That's it. That's really all there yeah. is to say. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think I'm so. kind of sick of talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah, literally, these people need to time. just
2: shut up and go watch Parasite.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Until I watch Joker and we have to bring it up again. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of R rated superhero comic book movies, Ari, would you like to get us started on our first film? I thought we had news.
0: Oh, that was the news. Oh, damn. All right, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I had. That's all (laughs) I had. So, we're going to talk about Logan. Mm -hmm. Logan, the X Men movie. Thing is, I probably didn't get as much out of this movie as I probably should have because I haven't seen. Like any X Men movies to begin with, mm-hmm. any? No, I've seen Apocalypse, so pretty oh, much the no. Best what one, the fuck? The best one. <laughs> why? Why haven't I don't know? I just no one's forced me to. No, no, no. Why did? But why did you see Apocalypse? Like why that one? I think just people. Some of my friends are going out. I mean, it had a cool scene in it.
2: So Yep. <laughs> it had a scene. It had, it, definitely, a cool, it, had, it had a very cool scene. In the words of Nicholas Gohagan, they wanted to make a movie, and they made
1: a movie. Yeah. I'm glad this has become the meme. This is the <laughs> quote I'm most known for. <laughs> right.
0: No, but yeah. So, with one thing I want to say about that is the, my favorite part about it was the uh, Quicksilver, like, Sweet dreams are made of days. A scene where the house is blowing up, right? Yeah, except... And then, f- I was about Except to say for the fact that they did that
2: literally exact scene in the movie before.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that, and that's when the movie was officially. We like, "Oh, that was so cool!" And then I was told, "Yo, they did the same thing before, but it uh-huh. was like with water coming from the sky." And I watched it on yeah. YouTube. Like, this is sick. Yeah. Damn it. Anyways, we're here to talk about Logan, which is an X Men <laughs> movie, which takes way place to, way far to keep us in the on future, track. which I did not actually know was going to be the case. Oh, that which... it was in the near future. That was in the yeah it was in the future at least compared mm-hmm. to the rest of I thought it was gonna be like another normal like Wolverine movie maybe like even a prequel but then I realized this was made after a long time after the other ones were made and yeah. people and, are I mean, older now.
2: I don't you didn't see Wolverine goes to Japan did you? The official which, name of that movie. Which one is that? Is that not First Class? I haven't I have no idea. Okay then no um it's a movie where Wolverine goes to Japan it has like sci-fi elements but yeah this is I think, what is like, it actually called that. No, it's called The Wolverine. Oh, okay. Like, to be honest, I want to be surprised.
1: It's (laughs) called Logan the Shogun. It reminds me of, like, I think, um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: Oh, my God. No, it reminds me of, like, um... There's, like, only... Like, there's very few James Bond book titles that haven't been made into movies yet. And I think one of them is literally called, like, James Bond Goes to Paris or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I want to put it past movie makers... But to be honest, even though I couldn't get as much out of this movie as it wants you to, because it it really like plays off like the fan, like having watched the other movies, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a good movie on its own. Mm-hmm. I feel like because I mean, a good movie is gonna be a good movie.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: what 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 is this film about, Ari? <laughs> it's about redemption. No, I meant like the synopsis <laughs> before we talk. Oh. we want to go over it? he wants to start with the
2: big picture he wants to analyze this film nick for once. tell me
1: ari you're you're writing the tv tagline this is the thing you see the description right before you decide whether you're going to watch a video on demand okay what is slogan.
0: i can't do that accurately without hitting spoilers so spoiler alert now we'll get into it all right okay so it opens up with what is the name of the amazing actor that plays wolverine huge huge ass man huge ass man huge so Hugh jackman man. is uh he's wolverine again and he has again yeah again <laughs> what a he's surprise. in another movie yeah and uh he, he has not no longer entered a life of violence he now drives a limousine like what a cool the limousine. no all
2: right what's the first scene of this movie he i know but he like, tries he, he doesn't want to
0: head with he doesn't no, want I, to I, I
1: agree with ari you know oh he's, yeah okay okay he's not he's not seeking it out anymore yeah okay he's
0: not seeking it out he, he defended
2: himself yeah okay because so he shot it
1: into my theory of what he, this film is
2: he's he's capable of violence but yeah he doesn't seek it out yes he's no okay. longer
0: has a mission he's just taking care of professor x who is now old and has strokes which are pretty much like just freeze time make everyone hurt uh-huh. So he's taking care of Professor X with the albino uh, mutants, forget his name. Caliban. It, Caliban. Yeah. And this is also in a universe where mutants are disappearing, and there are very few left. So mutants are very, like, uncommon. Mm-hmm. So he th- they think that the world is just winding down. That's just the nature of it. But it later gets into, that's a part of the plot, how um, people are creating mutants, and one of them has escaped. We don't know that at the beginning, but this this woman who's trying to get Wolverine to take mm-hmm. this little girl to Canada. And through a process of twists and turns, we find out that the woman wacky is... Wacky hijinks. Wacky too. hijinks. We find out that the little girl is kind of whack, but she's also Wolverine's daughter. And there's a whole, whole show of other people who have escaped this Mexican facility where they make mutants. And they're trying to escape. And Wolverine doesn't really want to help... Her or them, but he feels. I don't know. He has he has many motivations for going along with it that change, at, and at the end he has a change of heart, and he fucking dies. Nice. <laughs> so, yep, that's that is the a movie. brief overview, <laughs> just so we can kind of
2: get into it. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, really quickly, everyone, what do we think?
2: I like it. I saw it twice in theaters. I own this movie. It's really good. It yeah. is. Um, it's the best Wolverine movie. I think it's the second best X-Men movie. Really? Um... What's the first one? X-Men First 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 Class. Class. Okay. It's in the title, Ari. Yeah, I I would have guessed that.
0: (laughs) Class. What about you, Nick?
1: Uh, you know, it didn't age well in my mind at some point. I was like, was it really that good? Uh, it is that good. It's it's better than I remembered. I Uh started it, the first two thirds of this movie are fantastic, really fun to watch. I'm glad that we decided to watch this again because I don't know when I would have seen it again. I was clearly missing out on this movie. Uh, That's all I have to say.
0: I I generally already gave my opinions about it, but it is a very good movie with characters that expects you to know and love already, but however, it still builds on them, so like you you don't forget the people.
1: I'd argue that it works alone. Because I watched this movie with my dad the first time. And I believe the only one he's seen is the first X-Men. Has zero interest in comic book movies. Uh, He quite liked it. And he managed to figure out everything that was going on without the context of the other ones. I've only seen two or three of the X-Men movies. I haven't seen the other Wolverines. I haven't seen Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen Dark Fate or whatever. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix, which doesn't even have X-Men in the title. Uh, I, I think it stands alone well enough. I think okay, so, too. I have a
0: question. How many connected universe films are there that <laughs> are <laughs> an end-of-the-line sequel? Where, like, it just it ends an arc instead of just create, adding more story to the beginning or just carrying on from the end? Because this was made to end character arts that were unfinished, and it did I it mean, in a cute like... way.
2: Here's the thing, Ari, is that they've ended x-men like six times really yeah because there's I'm no more sure continuity in the x-men universe supposed to
1: be the last one yeah
2: yeah it's it's like terminator you know it's like every oh terminator God. movie is the third terminator movie yeah um <laughs> because they made the original x-men trilogy and then they ended it and then they made how X-Men did or- it end? End problem- with spoilers by the way x-men 3 and a lot of mutants die most notably professor x um, Jean Grey, he died. Cyclops Yeah, Professor X dies Oh <laughs> Okay, <Yeah>. so <laughs> Well, he did it Look, again Yeah, I mean, basically All you need to know, Ari, is that They don't give a fuck about, like, what actually Like, what the continuity of this universe is Because there is none Characters have died, they've come back They've switched actors, they've switched times That they exist during Damn. They've switched genders yeah well, I, mean, I was gonna
1: say that
2: <laughs> i can't i did not know
0: that like i can't think of like any other superhero movie that i've watched where it wants to end an arc other every other time it just kind of like mm-hmm. builds and, up to a and, little cliffhanger and, and wants you to like and end game no it wants it. what they want more from that well yeah but it ends an arc I mean, Dark
3: it ends, and arc
0: ends an arc how many
2: movies did it take to end one arc I wouldn't be surprised in three something. movies when they bring him back from the they dead. They were building up for to Endgame for, like, ten years. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's a lot more
0: profound if maybe one day we see a movie where it's just, like, the Hulk or Thor, and it's just, like, the end of their... It's just in the future, and it's the end of life in the same vein as Logan. You can yeah. do a lot more emotional stuff with that, whereas there's not really a lot of emotion in Marvel movies. Again, that's Uh not where people go to them, but I say Marvel even though this is Marvel, but you mean MCU.
2: Yeah, no, 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 I agree. I agree completely, and I think this is better than probably any MCU movie because it tackles, like, on a lot of, like, deep stuff. Um, And it's also, like, a response to superhero movies. Like, it's... Yes. um, Like, a commentary on them, kind of in the same vein as Deadpool, even though they're, like... Two very different tones. They're both movies that need to exist, like, that need the superhero genre to exist before them in order for them to actually, like, um, have an impact.
1: Yeah. All right. So, Logan is effectively a Western. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's pretty obvious because they literally watch
1: a Western they do. in a hotel they watch in the Shane. middle of the movie. Uh, Shane is fine. Uh-huh. Uh Are you seen Shane? I have seen Shane. I don't know Shane. if you remember we watched this together. I do remember Is it Shane. also
2: just, like, one of the most, like, vanilla ones? Like, yeah. like, why do you think they picked that? Other than I think I've heard, okay, like, well, the okay, plot so Shane, resembles this.
1: Yeah, Shane is about a, you know, a former gunman who is pulled out to protect a family, to protect a little boy who really looks up to Shane and idolizes him.
2: Okay, so it's Rambo.
1: Um yes i guess no what so
2: logan equals rambo i think that's what i'm hearing
1: <laughs> look this this movie borrows so you're telling me it's elements. mad max <laughs> yes that's exactly what i'm saying this you know what yeah it is it's mad max the second one which is the one with the little kid uh-huh
0: yeah but no that it does mirror the film that it portrays a lot it shows it
1: three two times in the movie or maybe
0: yeah.
2: once
1: yeah they mm-hmm. quoted a couple times yeah. there are no even, more like, guns e- left. they're the both valley.
0: redemption uh films i
2: believe yeah even this like the music like the yeah. atmosphere it's like in the desert like across the texas mexico border like yeah
1: it's a grizzled tough guy pulled out of his comfort zone you know one last gun battle and he ends up dying in the end uh to save whatever it is he wants to protect you know they get into trouble they meet outsiders they end up sleeping at some guy's house at one point and trouble ends up going there okay so spoilers Um,
2: for shane as well
1: yeah spoilers for (laughs) shane i don't think that happens in shane but it's also loosely based on the cowboys which is uh a western that i haven't seen in like 12 years and all the only thing i know
2: about that is that john williams wrote the score
1: yeah john wayne is surrounded by little children is basically the plot of the cowboys
2: so it's the end of logan you mean
1: yes it is the end because he ends up dying in the end too so spoilers for all three of these movies (laughs)
2: great amazing
1: um but yeah i i think i'm very curious to
0: think what your high level commentary what this says about society nick what are you gonna pull out of this oh
1: i don't i don't know i'm getting to that i guess look okay this movie is very good right i wouldn't say it falls apart at the end but the end is the worst part there's all these little kids everywhere, and they've got these powers, <laughs> and it's like I'm watching, like, like that, that film Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. That's what this okay. reminded me of, and I don't okay, think okay, that's okay, good.
2: Okay. Okay. okay, on that note, so the first time I saw this movie, I was like, I was not pulled out by that at all. But really? the second time, I saw this with two of my friends, Justin and Jack. Yeah. And the moment that the fat black kid showed up on Scream, yeah. Jack just started dying in the theater. <laughs> he was just laughing uncontrollably. And then Justin and I couldn't stop. And now every time I see this movie, I can't not think about that. And there's this one part when they, like, uh, they have, um, I believe it's the blonde guy, uh, the villain down on the ground and like all the little mutant boy kids are like using their little powers on him and there's yeah. <laughs> a so shot like a point of view shot up and the little black kid just like zapping him with his finger like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like it, i mean i don't think it's bad but i mean it, it, it really they use it like once
0: yeah. I mean, and they, they like, use their powers, like, there's, like, two other times where he shows another music using its powers, like, yeah. uh uh-huh, without a fight. And it's just,
1: it's not terrible, it's just the weakest part of the film. I think everything up to that, fantastic opening. The part where he's beating up all the, the gang members, mm-hmm. uh, great. The scene at the house, everything there, pretty great. Uh, the scene at the hospital, a lot better than I remembered it in my mind, great. Everything, everything up to him... You know, passing out and waking up in the desert is pretty good.
2: (laughs) With them shaving his beard. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: Yeah, It does just change the tone. I Uh, will say
1: also, when you bring up the beard, that beard is CGI the entire film. Really? And I gotta say, really, really impressive. Uh, Some of the other effects in this film aren't perfect. This was made
2: before Justice League.
1: It was, and how'd it, they get it right this time? <laughs> I did not know watching it the first time that that was fake, and I watched a behind the f- behind the scenes feature where it's like his face and then the face after CGI. You cannot tell at all. It's very. May impressive. I ask why? i Would have not have known. Uh, I don't man know. Man didn't want
2: to shave can his Can beard, the man like not grow a beard? Can I'm Hugh sure Jackman can, just but like? But it's gotta
1: be like a grizzly beard. That's they true. Gotta keep that's true. Continuity. Like not all, like all people gray. can grow
2: like the same beards and stuff. Wait. like yeah.
0: The beard the whole time was CG. The entire yeah, film, not yeah, not
2: just the shaving it off. Oh, just
0: like... I thought he had the beard the whole time. You were saying he, they CG'd like that it was cut. I'm like, nah. man, does he not want to cut his beard.
1: I think when they <laughs> cut Dang. the beard is the only time that you can kind of tell. Like going in, if you know that, you can sort of see it. But like everything up to that, I was like paying super close attention to like his pores and everything. I'm like, oh shit, that looks pretty good.
0: Uh huh. Um, that is weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: it's very well done. Yeah. So in yeah in in a world where Justice League exists they managed to CGI a man's beard. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also think that the action scenes in this are incredibly well done and I'm glad it's an R rated movie. Yes. Um, mm-hmm, I mean look like sure. it's the same director as Wolverine Goes to Japan and Wolverine Goes to Japan I'm pretty sure isn't R rated. But it's, it's also like extremely visceral, and like I like that. I think it like it fits this character who literally just has knives for hands. Like yeah, <laughs> like how can you not make this character bloody? You know?
1: Yeah, and there's um, some stuff that I was I was worried going back into it because I didn't really remember it after the first time. But like I was worried that they'd really do up the R-rated elements. Like oh, we got to make it super bloody, like Deadpool. No, it's and not they, gratuitous. It's not that at all. No. There's some scenes where it's like, okay, they sliced a man's face into pieces, but most of it looks pretty good, even though I'm pretty sure all of the violence is CGI.
2: Yeah, and it seems like they just do it, like, for it to feel raw, not to feel bloody yeah. for the sake of it.
1: Yeah. I don't know, Ari, do you have anything to say about no, the I think the I think the
0: violence was done well. Again, there is yeah. a big shift in tone uh-huh. when the children are a part of it. yeah. I mean, it's like I don't the, think there's much the Ewok violence. scene
1: at the end of uh, Star Wars. Yeah, when the they're Ewoks all just... team up. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Ari, right, Do you have a favorite uh, fight scene from the film?
2: Shh.
0: Maybe the first one.
1: Yeah.
2: But you mean the one outside the limo, or the one at Go like outside the... the limo? Okay. Okay. So
1: that one's pretty good. Okay. I I do like that one a lot. Yeah. That's, I can't. I, don't know, I just... can't tell. If I like that one more, or the one where he's like trying to go into the hotel room and he's like stabbing through these people while they're frozen. Uh huh. I guess that's not really a fight, but I thought that was pretty well done. Look, you can, I like, mean, see their eyes moving, and you're just like, oh my god.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. And he just like he just like stabs the guy in the head, and like you see the claws like go through the scalp and the scalp and all that. Yeah. It's very, 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 very tasteful, James Mangold. Yeah. Mm. Uh, something no. they, something I was, they did do. Sorry. You're yeah. gonna ask me my favorite fight scene. Oh, sorry, no. Yeah, you go. <laughs> <fight scene. laughs> I mean, it's like, it's hands down for me, the one on the ranch. Um, just because I think paired with that plot twist, like, I just think that that whole sequence is amazing. Yeah. We can get into the yeah. plot twist later, but I do think that fight scene is really good. And to me, feels like one of the most visceral ones because it's just like two mutants just like beating the shit out of each other <laughs> yeah. and like stabbing through each other with like through the chest with like these big ass like rusty poles like it's oh, great mm.
1: james mangle did the other one of the other wolverine movies yeah
2: that's why i said he did wolverine goes to japan oh
1: he did you're right he did i wasn't listening mm-hmm. and he also mm-hmm. did ford v ferrari this year
2: amazing i'm not gonna see it all right what were you gonna say <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, i have a few things to say first off like When it comes to Wolverine fighting fake young Wolverine, I just... Those type of fight scenes just don't really get me as much. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I feel like when there's... Because I feel like the people have depth in a story. This person's just an angry, like, random thing. I don't know, I just feel like there's something different about having him just fight one big tanky person instead of, like... I feel like there's a lot less creativity. It was done well in terms of suspense because, like, in terms of the choreography and the acting, it it felt suspenseful. I can feel, like, Hugh Jackman struggling because, obviously, he is an older and less equipped version, and he's lucky to get out of it. But, I don't know, I just feel, I don't feel like the young Hugh Jackman fight scenes were as
2: good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay, so look, this is something that actually happens a lot in superhero movies is to like, super-powered characters who have the same powers fight each other, yeah. and I think it can be done, like, well or poorly. Um, I think it more goes to, like, the reason that it's happening on screen, right? Like, take, like, Spider-Man 3. I like Spider-Man 3, but, like, Spider-Man and Venom, the fight scenes aren't super interesting because they kind of have the same powers, and it's just, like, some random symbiote uh, fighting Spider-Man, just some guy who's, like, controlled by some photographer who hates Spider-Man. Black Panther has, like, a fighting scene between, uh, you know, T'Challa and Killmonger where they're, like, both Black Panthering about, and I don't like that scene at all. I think the CGI is terrible. They're rubbery. They're just, like, bouncing around this, like, CGI train thing. Yeah. But I think one thing that works about that is that it makes sense why it's two Black Panthers fighting each other is because they're both fighting over like, the moniker of Black Panther and the future of Wakanda, right? Like, they both represent, like, being the king of Wakanda because that's what the Black Panther is. And so it's, like, this, like, moral fight um, over, like, two different ideals. And that's why you have, like, two identical characters fighting each other. And so with this one, I think it works because it's, like, Wolverine fighting himself, like, his younger self. And, like, it shows, like, how much he's aging and, like, how... um, like how out of his league he is and <clears throat> i think it's um like it feels very personal and yeah i i think not necessarily like the actual young wolverine it doesn't have any emotion but it is like a big challenge for logan to actually like fight this person who's like superior in every way but is also himself
1: yeah and a, a failing of a lot of both action movies and superhero movies is that it's like indestructible people fighting each other like mm-hmm. that's one of the things that makes Die Hard cool is that that entire movie is just john mcclain getting messed up right whereas there's a lot of action movies where in indestructible big guy like like Hobbs and shaw right is uh-huh. two guys punching each other and none of them really get that hurt because it's in their contract not to
2: yeah exactly but
1: uh this does a decent job of even though like wolverine's whole gimmick is that he's practically invincible you know that age that's slowly wearing him down kind of makes a fight with his younger self more interesting because it's like oh he does have the chance to lose you know
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and the cornstarch that is poisoning him yeah of course i don't know if you guys know about this but that's like a theory is that all the cornstarch that they mentioned in the movie that like everyone's eating is like what's poisoning him and making him lose his mutant powers Really
0: very strange.
2: It's like a conspiracy theory. No, no, it's because like they have like the when they go in the ranch, the farmer mentions like that like these big corporations are beating them out and they're like having these like big machines farm all the cornstarch. So it's like the conspiracy is that like the government or whatever these large corporations are like they're like putting something in the cornstarch that dulls down mutants and that's why there's fewer mutants in the world. I mean I'm sure there's more behind it, but At face I, I also value,
1: really love the vision of the future in this movie. Like, they yeah. didn't go, okay, in 10 years, everything's going to be different. They said, What realistically will happen? Okay, there's self driving cargo trucks, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. like that's it, really. You know, <laughs> yeah, and it was big ass some...
0: automatic combines. Mm-hmm. Maybe,
1: maybe you'll know the answer to this, Wes. When he's driving uh, people into the city, there's some music playing at like clubs and in the limo that okay. I'm pretty sure they made for this film and they're just like what is pop music gonna sound like in 10 years and it's not that different but it yeah like, I've never heard any of those songs outside of this film yeah so I, think I think so too I think
2: I think that that was them trying to be like oh this is just like kind of like futuristic-esque pop like where yeah. it would evolve to yeah and and speaking of like that limo taking people to parties um before this movie came out that was like one of the trailers. Is it was just like him in a limo driving people, and I thought like that was I that, I that was a really cool way of marketing this, and like yeah. um, I don't know if you want to talk about like the actual trailer now, but um, like can, I think the marketing I, Ari, of this Ari movie is really good. Ari was
1: gonna say really something. Good. I want to hear.
2: Oh
0: well, this is kind of off topic, but I can. That's fine. I don't. I mean, a lot of things that a lot of times when people are making a movie, especially a superhero movie, mm-hmm. it's very rare that they give the villain a motivation besides just making us hate them for no reason. And that's... I mean, it's disguised by all the other things this movie does right. But I feel like another thing... This is like, oh, this is Dr. Evil Corp who do evil things because they have evil intentions. There's no gray to them at all. Yeah. Right.
1: There, There was something interesting about his motivation very briefly that, like, I liked... Until it was ruined, it was kind of the same thing that happened with Scream last time, where he's like, <laughs> um, "My dad worked on the project that created you," and he's like, "Yeah, I probably killed him," and he's like, "Yeah, you did." And I thought that was gonna be it, and that's the only thing he'd say. I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, that's I mean, I think it, you know? yeah, the
2: villain's motivations aren't super strong, but the bigger conflict in this is definitely like man versus yeah. self, and yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah.
1: but that mean, doesn't excuse. Like, just no, because yeah. one element is handled well, like, that is not a great villain. No, know? yeah,
2: like, The Dark Knight has a great villain, and there's also an inner conflict.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, one, they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, uh-huh. again, yeah. you don't think about it all too much. I probably, because it's a uh, universe that's already set in stone, you're supposed to just accept these forces. Maybe it's another thing from the other movies I don't understand. Mm hmm. It's just how the universe is to exist. But if, like, that's they're introducing this company, which it seems like they are just in this movie, for this movie, it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know.
2: Yeah, no, they, def- yeah, they introduced it only for this movie. I think, yeah, this doesn't have the strongest movie of any X-Men movie. This probably doesn't – wait, did I say strongest yes, movie? I'm strongest a strongest villain. villain. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, I don't think it has the strongest villain villain of even a Wolverine movie. Um have you seen ryan reynolds playing deadpool in excellent origins wolverine <laughs> um no for real i think wolverine aside goes from to japan, himself yeah wolverine goes to japan has a good villain has interesting motivations and i mean it feels similar to this because that one's also kind of like a down and out wolverine who doesn't really know what to do with himself
1: now ari yes this this film logan won best sequel reboot or remake at the 2017 ponies you Despite have not you not seen having it at seen the it, time. <laughs> yeah, you said, "I don't know, I haven't seen it." Now that you've seen it, do you agree with that, that awarding? What were its contenders? Well, Ari, I'm glad you asked, because it was <laughs> up against John Wick Two, Kingsman: The Golden Circle, The Lego Batman Movie, and Guardians of the Galaxy Two. All of those except for one. Those are some one. bangers. Yeah, those are all second films except for this one which is like the eighth or something i don't even know
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean
1: it's it's hard it's
0: <laughs> yeah i think i i think i it's hard i
1: i think part of our discussion of it was that not only is it a good sequel but it does something different like john wick 2 is basically the same thing uh-huh. in the golden circle basically the same thing lego batman movie not we really the same <laughs> thing, but not as good as Logan. Guardians 2, basically the same thing. This takes the concept of X-Men and does something different with it. Mm-hmm. Right? This,
0: this movie feels probably the most professional and maybe in the greater sense best, even though it might not have been the most entertaining. Yeah. However, again, I haven't seen the originals, so it's hard to assess how well it does of being a sequel. But it just it, just, it feels like
2: it does. I will accept... The victory of this movie. I mean, it's almost like a reboot that doesn't like lead to anything. Because usually reboots, like I think it's like they try to lead to more stuff, but it feels like a reboot. Like it doesn't feel like the other ones. It's more. It's not really a sequel as much. As it is like like a closure. Like I think they should have ended the X Men universe with this instead of making more shitty Dark Phoenix movies. Yeah. Um, it feels yeah. like a story. It
0: feels like a story that was made. It was good and it was closed off. The other yeah, ones feel like. Each one's a detour and a greater story that's eh, but the detours is supposed to be kind of good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one is a story within itself, and it was, it was good.
1: Yeah. Now despite this winning Best Sequel reboot, or Remake, it was not nominated for the Golden Egg Award, nor was it nominated for Best Picture. Now in a world where Mad Max Fury Road and Black Panther are both nominees for Best Picture, do you think Logan could have been nominated? Yeah. 2017 had some good movies uh, This probably could have been nominated I in think place this is definitely Hour better than Black Panther Yes, this is yeah, it's a better, better than, film Black, than Panther. Black Panther I don't know if I'd go so far as to say better than Fury Road Fury Road is pretty great They're um, both really the same movie if you think about it, it. <laughs> Of course But something that it was nominated for and did win was the best trailer award given by a company whose name I do not have in front of me
2: Wait, and by us?
1: No, Or do we not give that award? (laughs) It was just whoever gives the award for best trailer of the year. At Uh, this point,
0: I think the trailer isn't really... It's not relevant. It doesn't really matter at this point. What do you mean? Because the movie came out? Not only that the movie came out, that...
1: Did you watch the trailer, Ari? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good trailer. It's a good trailer. It has a great song. It's, I think... But it's made to sell a movie, and no one
0: is gonna, like... I feel like at this point, there's no... Point in the
2: trailer. I mean, it can no, still be I, a good I think. No, I think. I think. I think there's a point. Like, I don't know. Like, I sometimes just. I like watch, trailers in general. So. I sometimes just watch yeah. the Watchmen trailer because I'm like, look at how good they made this movie look. Like, look at what this movie could have been, and then yeah, I think about how some, bad the movie is.
1: There are some pretty good trailers out there. Um, I I'm I, I like making trailers. You know, trailers are a fun thing to make, and I partially based the Dawn of the Dam trailer on the Logan trailer by using like a dark atmospheric song.
0: Okay. And then what about the second one?
1: Uh, well, okay, that's that's its own thing. <laughs> but the made usage, it a rom com. The usage of this song, it's uh, Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt. Really great song choice because that's a song about like the end of a man's life this is a film about the end of a man's life and I'm looking back on all the things he's done and uh-huh. you know I think it's a very well edited very well done trailer that pretty good sold the movie to me I was excited for this movie because of that trailer yeah oh, also too, when yeah.
0: a child like doesn't fuck up acting very oh
1: much. yeah that's right oh, no, also, she,
2: Daphne Keane is an amazing actress
1: yeah, yeah like, we nominated her for best actress too at the ponies yeah She like, lost a Fran yeah but... I'm
0: always scared uh when there's a child in a movie, that's a big part yeah. of it. But I mean, I was I was I was waiting for her to like be a bad actress, but she wasn't.
1: Instead she was a badass tress. Haha, very was. funny. So, okay,
2: going back to the plot twist. Oh, uh, shit. How did you guys feel <laughs> when it happened? Like were you Which... surprised? What did you think? Like when 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 Professor X is talking about how he killed all those mutants, which I actually didn't pick up on the first time I saw this movie, I didn't really like, that side plot didn't like make a lot of sense to me until like the second time I watched it Um, but when he's admitting to Logan he's like, I've just remembered, I had a migraine and then killed a bunch of mutants and then Logan just fucking stabs him in the stomach and yeah, like, and then they have that fight, like, I don't know, I thought that that was really well done it was
1: shocking and visceral and I liked it a lot.
0: I just assumed that was
1: a callback to an earlier movie. I, I, I didn't pick up on that the second time.
2: I, oh, I, wait, what? Oh, about the thing about Professor X killing all the X-Men?
1: Yeah, I got that he killed some people. I didn't realize that it was he the He killed the X-Men. He killed,
2: like, Jean Grey and Cyclops and, like, Beasts. And... Nice. Yeah. yeah. because I because, did not pick up on that. Because he had a mental attack. that Like, the, the the mental things that he has in this movie... That's what happened, is he had an attack and killed the X-Men, and that's why there's no more X-Men in the X-Mansion. <laughs> is that is that explicitly a thing? Yeah. It's like, so, it's not why there's no mutants in the world, but that's, like, what happened to the rest of the X-Men other than Wolverine. Oh, I thought that was another movie. It just, like, explained that. No, no, no. Oh.
1: I mean, okay. But anyway, but
2: no, I meant more the plot twist that there's a second Logan.
1: Yeah second logan uh some a bit of dramatic oh. irony there uh, we know it's a different logan right there's enough clues that we know it's someone else you're not oh, saying no. anything so maybe i'm wrong wait what no i i no i mean like <laughs> i'm saying
2: that when professor x dies it was surprising and then i'm like wait what the fuck uh-huh. why did wolverine just do that and then he turns around and it's like this isn't wolverine i mean this isn't logan this is yeah d23 Oh, I Disney I, I, was Expo.
1: More, I mean Logan has an interesting uh he has a an interesting conflict there where he shows up he's like oh my God it wasn't me I swear I swear it wasn't me please stop don't die you know uh-huh just, you know that's sad
2: but I just I don't know I thought that whole idea of the villain being like a logan cl- clone I didn't see that coming and I liked it. I thought it was cool and but like also cool that it wasn't like the main villain of the movie and it wasn't something that they introduced at the very beginning it's just like in the middle of the movie they're just like oh yeah this exists now and it's just like what the fuck mm-hmm. um, yeah. it was kind of cool but
0: I think that's more, that's all I'll give it is that it was pretty cool uh-huh. I
1: thought, oh, yeah I, I not I don't my think favorite it was profound. aspect of the film but it, it's interesting as far as the villains of the film go that is the more interesting aspect
0: uh-huh. yeah I don't know why the metaphors, like, I understood the metaphors and they were k- cool, but I just feel like just watching it, the second Wolverine, just in it, me personally, I wasn't intrigued mm-hmm.
1: with. Overall, did you, did you like this film, Ari? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. It was great Also, film. like,
2: also, um, like, on a minor side note, this yeah. is, like, the second movie that we've talked about on this podcast that deals a lot with aging.
1: Yes. Like, I think this first, is being... Herald Scream. and Mon. okay Scream.
2: Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, like this one, uh, there's a lot of like commentary about like old people. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> aging. I don't know. Do you have anything to think? Like this is a good representation of an aging character. Right? You know what? Like, the, the, he's, the metaphor he's tired. here. He, Logan he, is he getting has...
1: old. Superhero movies are getting old. Yes. They got to they gotta start trying something else.
2: Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, Logan gets like tired and crabby and cranky, and needs his meds. I did
0: not yeah. expect him to die, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a yeah. I didn't expect it either, but that's yeah. also just because it's a subversion of what normally happens in these things, you know. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that he dies. I like it because it's more westerny, which yeah. you know, western's pretty good. And you know, he has a, he has his redemption. You know, he, yeah. Right yeah. before he dies, it's, he's like He has an, arc. Arc. He has an yeah. arc exactly. Mm-hmm. And he says, This is what it feels like.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's something that you can't say with a lot of superhero movies. They don't, they don't make a lot of journeys other than the Spider Man arc. Knight it's movies. more like
1: a sine wave.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, in super. So, like, okay, so superhero movies are very binary. They have, like, a hero and a villain. And it's, like, two opposing ideologies, and, like, they go at each other. And yeah. usually the hero wins proving the villain's ideology wrong which is kind of simple and not really that interesting in my opinion it's more when you have like um two ideologies and either the villain wins or the hero has to make a change in order for themselves to win or neither of them wins that's when it's more interesting and so like that's when like they grow as a character and evolve as an idea yeah and so i think like that's what's really interesting about this one is it's like The like the good side wins, but like the hero loses, and but he goes through this arc where he finally learns to have a baby. Yes, Wolverine with only two with only two claws because female Wolverines have (coughs) fewer claws or something. But also ones on their feet. feet. Yes, feet feet (laughs) claws
0: because it's like a lion now for some reason.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. There's a lion, lions or something. Yeah. You know what? Mm
0: -hmm. I, I buy it. I mean, makes yeah. more sense than they try to like explain any of the other things, any mm-hmm. of the other mutant powers. Mm-hmm. Do we care about the albino guy, Caliban? Caliban I don't so know. was he Merchant. in other? Was he in I'm other sure...
2: movies? So he is in other movies. He's in um the one that you actually saw called X Men Apocalypse. I don't, as, I don't that much. I don't know if you remember. He's uh, it's the part when they're in, in like Russia checking out Angel, and he's like a mutant smuggler. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure they're played by two different actors in each movie. And also, Apocalypse takes place, I think, in, like, the 80s mm-hmm. or the 70s. Um, so, no, I think it's the 70s cause it's, like, Nam. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so we're not going to talk about Caught to Duty because this is a character who has not aged
1: in, like, 60 years and also yeah. changed actors. All right. Steven, Steven Merchant is a... Uh... He play, He voiced Wheatley in Portal Two, and then Ari, did you see the film Good Boys? Nope.
2: Okay. Shut up.
1: No, he's in it. I'm just. I'm trying <laughs> to think of things that Ari's seen because he's in like British comedies. You know, so when he shows up in an American film, it's like he's uh-huh. in. He's uh-huh. in. He's. Uh, he co-wrote uh, the British Office with Ricky Gervais.
2: Yeah. No. No. I. I think. Yeah. I think the actor that. I think Stephen Merchant is good in this. I think all the acting is great in this. Like fucking Professor X tears out a, like Park, something, whatever the metaphor about Parks is. Yeah. He does. He hits it out of the ballpark. It's a home run.
1: He, he has, has hair in this, which Taco I don't Bell, understand. Too. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. He goes the all new Quesalupa. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, because he's like listening to the radio or something yeah. over his psychic waves. Um, uh-huh. Also, he has hair in this, which I don't understand. That part I don't get at all. It made him look like, older, I
1: guess. Maybe that was CGI too. Did it make him look older though? I mean, like,
2: yeah. I just—it's interesting. Whatever. I don't care because that's, that's, I would not have thought of it. If this you didn't movie bring takes it up. place in its own continuity. Yeah. True. Okay. I think Is that all we have to say about Logan. Logan.
1: That was so much. I didn't expect us to talk about it so much. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um. I don't have a segue. Okay. Well, I think. Speaking of
2: English actors, aka um, Charles Professor X. Um, okay,
1: so no one in this film is British. Alfred Hitchcock oh, is in okay. this film. Speaking of British actors, an English director. <laughs> no, no, a
2: British person who
1: appears he in every appear, movie right, he makes, He does appear in this film. Okay. In this one, he is
2: at a piano. No,
1: no. What what are we doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
0: this is this week's official recommendation by us yeah. was made Wait, by just Nick. Really by
1: quickly, uh, Logan was recommended to us by a viewer. So, yes. that's proof that we, you know, if you recommend something interesting we'll talk about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, If you want to force you, Ari to watch a movie. And a good way yeah, to get that to us it is it go
0: on the subreddit.
1: The subreddit, please uh-huh. don't text me please go you can, on the subreddit you can send
2: a voice message <laughs> on anchor also in response you can yeah, i
1: don't know how that works or but, or but do
2: when that. you when when you review our uh podcast as five stars on apple podcasts
1: yeah, in the review uh, you can suggest the movie sure it's also and we true we will definitely read that yeah speaking of things yes that we're talking about in this episode jeez let's talk just, about just, our next just, thing just, in you don't episode. have to
0: transition <laughs> you could just say now we're gonna talk about
1: My recommendation for this week was the 1954 classic thriller mystery by Alfred Hitchcock.
0: Rare window.
1: Rear window. Rear window (laughs) is a film about a photographer who is confined to a wheelchair because of an accident that he received while taking a picture at a racetrack. Um, And while stuck in this wheelchair, he entertains himself by... Perusing through the windows of the neighbors, and he believes that he witnesses, or at least overhears, a murder. And he is trying to solve a murder from his Wait, no, own he doesn't bedroom hear window. It. He doesn't hear it, does he? Yeah, the, you you hear. I feel like hear he sees blast, it more right? than he hears it. Yeah, okay. No, he sees some <laughs> suspicious things. He believes a okay. murder occurred.
2: Okay.
0: Um. Okay. So for the first time. I don't think Yes, I I this knew this would movie happen. had a great really opening. It has a pretty
1: good opening shot, but it doesn't have anything like oh, you know, insane. It was, uh-huh. it, it's good in a different way.
2: Well, no, I don't know. I mean, like I when
1: I Will started this movie, I didn't really know what to expect
2: and I was like, "Oh, this movie's in color." <laughs> <laughs>
1: and for that reason alone, great opening. <laughs> <laughs> That's my... <laughs> And I don't know why, because like <laughs> I'm pretty sure every Alfred Hitchcock movie is in color except for yes. Psycho.
2: But I don't know. I was just expecting this movie to be black and white. Um, I mean, but, up to
1: a point, they were black and white.
2: I don't know. I think the cinematography in this movie is like amazing, and I like the way it starts, it's very just good. like panning over like this entire apartment yes. complex.
1: It's 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 an interesting, effective opening. It's not a okay. oh my god, he hung himself. Oh my god, there's a gun in over Norton's mouth. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, the popcorn's on fire. Uh-huh, you know, exactly. it's none of those things.
0: The pacing at the beginning is not, mm. it doesn't get you hooked, like a lot of other movies yeah. do.
1: Well, I, I'd i argue it gets you hooked, but it's more of a, it's a slow burn, you know? It's like a, a, a book versus a, look at this, you know? But we, we can get into that really quickly. I like this movie. Any of you want to give your opening thoughts? Yeah. What'd you think of this film? Yeah. Yay, I did it. I like this right, movie you as like well. This movie? I I do. Yay. I still
2: like it. I think it's
0: a very enjoyable movie. Yes. There are some problems with it.
1: However, it's it's a movie. Uh, this is in my top fifteen favorite films, I believe. This is your favorite Hitchcock, I believe, right? Uh yes, this is my favorite Hitchcock. I wouldn't say it's his masterpiece. I think Rebecca. Uh-huh is probably a more finely crafted film. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite of his, but I like it a lot, and I I do like the
2: filmmaking of it and the concept. And, you know, it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. mystery movies, I think, are very hit or miss because it's like, are you trying to solve the mystery or not? And, like, if it's a movie where, like, the the director's trying to get the viewer to try to solve the mystery, Mm -hmm. they have to, like, drop these clues, like, don't make it too obvious. This one, you know, it's not like... It's not like you're trying to solve a mystery, like, f- fill out the clues, but you do feel like the detective because you're seeing, like, this entire apartment complex through his eyes. Um, and so I think that does a really good job of, like, making the viewer connect yeah. with the person trying to solve the case uh, in, like, a very intimate way.
1: Yeah. Ari, right, do you have anything?
0: Well, I mean, I cannot think of a more, like, classical, well-done, like, set like I feel like this like set like when I want to think of a like good movie set this is like what I think of like
2: yeah I mean it makes it yeah, it's, boy. No, it's, it's <laughs> almost like like a stage for a theater production or something because it makes you think that everything is there in front of you if you just know where to look yeah, yeah. it's so
0: many I, moving I... parts and it's like he's able to entertain us with this one thing for the entire duration of a movie there's only like you get to see inside his room and outside from the room <laughs> uh-huh. and that's it yeah. that's all you get but he there's characters that you get to know and like very much and it, he does a lot with what little he can find himself to mm-hmm. torso lady mm-hmm. torso lady. yeah
1: okay so <laughs> i guess we'll sort of get into this this one we're gonna properly analyze compared to logan which we just you know talked about certain aspects uh-huh. Uh, I do think it's interesting you bring up the opening scene, Ari, because I agree with you. I think I even said it last episode. Like, I'll probably be the first to recommend a film that doesn't have a, a banger opening. But it does have one of the coolest shots I think I've ever seen in a film where before any line has actually been spoken, we pan around the garden and we see all the different rooms. Then we pull in and we see Jimmy Stewart. And we're like, okay, there's our main character. Then we go down and we see his cast and we see his name written on the cast. I'm like, okay, now we know a name and we know that he's stuck in a wheelchair. Then we pan over to the wall and we see a broken camera and we see a photograph of a car flying at the camera. It's like, okay, so he's a photographer and this is how he got his leg broken. Mm -hmm. And then we pan a little further and there's a framed picture of Grace Kelly. It's like, okay, there's his girlfriend Mm -hmm. cut to black. That's it. We have everything Everything that we need to know to start the film. Yes.
2: And it doesn't waste my motherfucking time
1: with exposition. Show don't mm-hmm. tell, baby. Uh, yes, excellent show don't tell in this film. Um, so I think that this is a film that on repeat viewings, you find little things to love about it. The, the way exposition and writing are handled in this film are fantastic. I had the subtitles on while watching it. And it's like every single line is just so either witty or like conveys something important. Yeah, yeah. Like the stuff.
0: If they speak the line correctly.
1: Yeah, well there's a couple moments where you can hear them mess up a line. Mm-hmm. They messed
0: up a line multiple times. I'm like wait, what? Yeah, <laughs>
1: especially towards the end, you can hear it. But uh, I think there's some really, really great writing where uh, when Thelma Ritter, Thelma Ritter is like Jimmy Stewart's nurse I guess. Uh-huh. Insurance, she comes like, in and massages his the insurance his back. company, Yeah. Yeah. And she comes in and has some wonderful banter with him about like, oh, you should marry that girl, and he's like, oh, but she's she's just too high class for me. And she's like, yeah, she's only perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of great stuff there. I think I think the cast of this film is pretty good, right? We've got three great actors in the lead. Jimmy Stewart is my favorite actor of all time, I think. Really. And Grace Kelly is up there on my list of actresses. These are two people I love. Uh. Uh-huh. Um, Thelma Ritter is great in everything that she's in Yeah. whenever she shows up I'm like oh there she is (laughs) Um, I don't know I just think that this is a great cast Mm -hmm. and then we have our ensemble of the neighbors so there's a courtyard that Jimmy Stewart's apartment is kind of built around he's on one wall of this courtyard of apartments and so we have uh, the killer and his wife Mr. and Mrs. Thorwald are the apartment across from him We've got the piano man up in the corner. And Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, and Alfred Hitchcock shows up to wind a clock or something uh, and just look around. Yeah. Um we have the woman that does sculptures. She kinda sounds like she's Russian. I'm not I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. There's a woman that's got birds. Um there's a newlywed couple torso in the lady. corner apartment. What? What torso
2: lady? Yeah, torso lady. Oh yes.
1: We have Miss Torso, we have Miss Lonely Hearts, who's like this really adorable old woman who just wants to find love uh-huh. and we have this couple with a dog that sleeps on their fire escape for some reason <laughs> i've never understood why that's the only thing about this film that's like what have is have you
0: ever have you ever slept under the open sky Uh yeah we camped
2: together yeah we, we were in texas this... <laughs>
1: That's right. We were intense. I've I've been under an open sky. It's nice, but like in the middle of a city, he, he, I feel like
0: it's probably different. He's slept with the fishes. I mean, they're almost at the top, so I mean, yeah. there's not a lot over them. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, but like you know, light pollution, noise. I don't know. It's just, it's. I just think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's the thing, though, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You know. Power to them. I like to think of myself as an open-minded girl, but that's some pretty kinky <laughs> shit. <laughs>
2: okay. So um, like. Nick, let's talk phallic imagery. Oh, shit. I don't know where
1: you're going with this. (laughs) There's
2: not a ton. There's not a ton. I was really just thinking... Classical
0: postponed phallic imagery corner. So,
2: so, a little backstory. Ever since Nick showed me this video about phallic imagery in film, I can't not see it, you know? I I love (laughs) this. This is my favorite, like, symbolism in movies is phallic imagery. Um,
1: and you, you protested when I showed you this. You're like, what is this, Nick? But now you can't help but think about well, cause
2: it. because it's the funniest video, but, like, it's also <laughs> true. But at the same time, sometimes a pipe is just a pipe. Um, yeah. But anyway.
1: <laughs> sometimes a sandwich is not a schlong. <laughs> um,
2: but anyway. This is, really, this is really just, like, it's more so at the beginning. Although I'm sure, like, we might be able to extrapolate it to, like uh, – um, apply it to like h- him and his girlfriend but mm-hmm. he's like semi-impotent i guess in this cast because yeah he like he watches torso lady and he like watches like couples get it on but um mm-hmm. the nurse is like your temperature doesn't rise so you're like yeah. you're like where does this man get off well nick i've figured it out um oh, shit. he's
0: cracked the code
2: i've cracked the code there's a shot in this movie um kind of early oh, no. on <laughs> where <laughs> <laughs> What's so goddamn funny, Nick? Do you no, know what I'm gonna going to say?
1: No, I, I think maybe okay. just keep going.
2: So there's this one part, you know, I think this is before any dialogue even happens, and he's just sitting there with his cast, and he tries to itch his leg, and he's really <laughs> trying to itch his leg, but he can't do it, and like because the cast is blocking it. So... He takes, like, this, like, stick that has, like, a hand on it, like a back scratcher. Yeah, it's back scratcher. Yeah, he takes this back scratcher, and he sticks it, like, down his waist into his cast and starts rubbing it. But, like, he's, the way he's holding it is, like, the way one would have a bit of a wink, right? So yeah. he is just, like, he's going, like, up and down like the, and, like, itching his, quote-unquote, leg and then because he's in a lot of discomfort about this itch but it's then close. as he's as he's scratching his leg with this back scratcher making this very you know wank like motion he gets a look of bliss upon his face as he's finally able to scratch the itch and this is what i realized that this man is attracted to back scratchers
0: good good <laughs> great job
2: <laughs> you you did it You did film. (laughs) I mean, like, I don't don't know. I just I thought that I saw that and I laughed out loud because I was like, because the face he makes, he's like, like when he's finally able to scratch it. Okay, I
0: will relate to you in that. I saw like, wow, you got way too much enjoyment out of relieving that itch. (laughs) Like, that was crazy. Like, I want to be able to feel that when I like itch and itch. However, um, yeah. I did not in any way relate that to sexual
2: shit. But you know what? You go you. <laughs> yeah. No, yes, I wish that whenever, like, I itched myself, yeah. I got that much.
1: Yeah, Wes, Wes likes him some phallic imagery. But another thing that Wes really likes, and I'm sure you got a lot of enjoyment Transition watching this film. Transition time. Wes, you always talk about picture-in-picture, picture, frame and frame Yeah, and that's, like, you, this you entire like movie. You like a good frame and frame This entire movie is just windows and, like, Panels and all sorts of great stuff. Yeah, and I I
2: love that kind of framing because it you know you can say so much with like portals and like different worlds that like the characters live in and like
1: um, what it means and so yeah. And in in such a detailed set, like Ari says, you know, there's a lot to look at here, and the film does an excellent job of this. Is what you need to look at. Look at this because here's a window that's framed. There's one part where you can see. This is jumping forward a bit, but at one point. Uh, Jeffries convinces the two women to go dig in the yard to see the the dog was scratching around at something. He convinces them to go look for it. Mm -hmm. And Grace Kelly decides to actually go into the apartment um, to investigate. And there's a moment where you can see her framed by the window and she ducks away to hide. And you can see in the reflection of the window that is open you can see the guy coming into the house despite that part not even being in frame but Mm, yeah i i just like the amount of effort that has to go in a shot like that you know Mm -hmm. excellent excellent cinematography great use of framing and angles and all sorts of stuff
0: and effect and the effect of the framing also just like yeah on key with plots because like when you two separations of window and a courtyard across like literally and i don't know how you want to take that but like, there's so much, I can feel the helplessness of him watching his girlfriend being attacked. There's, like, so yeah. much more to that. It's not, like, that, the, the framing almost had more effect than the fact you knew that your man was stuck in a wheelchair with a leg that's in the cast.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And and just, you bring up an excellent point of how helpless he feels. He's watching this all through. Uh, the binoculars aren't powerful enough, so he's using a camera to look at it that's exactly what we're doing we're watching all this through a through the lens of a film exactly and, and like we are completely it, powerless to do anything and like the
2: windows also make it feel like claustrophobic and all that like even though the camera moves these like windows in the different places can't move and just like him you know he's stuck there powerless
1: yeah there's just a lot of great moments with like framing and you can even talk about how like each window is its own story you know and 100%. him looking into one window there's always a continuous story happening in there mm-hmm. and he's just getting glimpses of it looking through the window you know like uh miss lonely hearts one of my favorite moments in the film is when she's rehearsing a dinner yeah, date yeah. like mm-hmm. she's opening the door and bowing and, and you've got you've got the, the, the music
2: that lines up to it and he takes the drink with her
1: all diegetic music coming from the piano it's great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she like leans in for a fake kiss and then she just starts crying on the table and it's like oh my god i feel emotions well wait for this here's, here's the
2: thing i'm so i'm wondering is that
1: music diegetic
2: is it coming from her apartment or his because it's, it's like from, a love song i
1: think it's from the piano one guy right? the piano guy i think has his window open or something or at oh. least his piano because oh, really i thought i thought it was like a recorded song because it's nah, like a love song, like it has like lyrics and stuff. I want to say there's only two di- diegetic pieces of music in the whole film, um, or non diegetic I mean, there's the opening song with the credits, and there's the closing song with the credits. Okay. Um, and everything else. No, you, was I don't think the closing a song is because it
2: says like, it's like, I think it says Lisa in the song, right?
1: It might. I don't know. Anyway, no, but... I'm saying that is non non-diegetic. Oh. Like oh, that oh. is that is music in that's not in the context of the film everything else is either coming from the piano or on a radio and there's always some noise happening in the courtyard you know Uh so the most of the soundtrack to this film is the guy playing the piano or you hear a radio you hear some commercials occasionally yeah yeah um which is something that i like you know that kind of happens in once upon a time in Hollywood. I don't think there's a lot of score in that film. There's a lot of music on the radio and advertising and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I really like that because it it feels like you're you're in there with him. Yeah, you know? I mean, this like, is there's like not a lot taking you out of the film. This is
2: one of the most like point of view movies. Aside from yeah. aside from a movie like Maniac, which is like filmed entirely in point of view, like this is yeah, one of the hardcore Henry. Yeah, yeah fuck. Um, no, yeah, this is one of the most intimate. Like, forces you to see through his eyes. One thing I want to say, along
0: with the framing that we we're talking about a moment ago uh-huh. and also the point of view, like that compounds, especially in the end, when mm. you see this man like all the time, but he's a, he's in this frame, this other story, which we see like suicide and dating and all, uh, or close suicide. And then mm. at the end, he comes into where we've been living this entire time like he's close to us. He's within our story now. Uh-huh. When he tries to kill yeah. uh, with the protagonist mm-hmm. and that and adds to a, the and suspense. there's a great
2: there's a great green screen effect. Okay, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell that
1: it was there. Uh there's there's a shot where <laughs> very end of the film one of the last things that happens, Jimmy Stewart falls out the window. It looks bad. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it but, looks terrible. Uh you know, given the technology of the time that's probably the best you're telling do. me they
2: didn't have the budget to throw a man out a window
1: they probably did <laughs> but you see his face you know yeah yeah yeah. It, i think it's more effective when you can see his face i'm it's been a while since i've seen vertigo that same thing i think happens in the intro where a guy falls okay. and it's really bad okay <laughs> but like you know what what can you do mm-hmm. um there's that and there's also a couple shots where you see the neighbors coming out and they're sped up To keep with the pacing, so like the neighbors will run out really quick, and that
0: that doesn't look great, but very, I I thought it was like a part, like it was supposed to be like I don't know, make you feel something that was an intentional thing, but like it was, yeah,
1: jarring. It's possible, but I think it's also just for the sake of timing, they did that. But you also probably don't have to show them running out, you could have just shown them looking. I think, look, there's not a lot for me to critique in this film, (laughs) I love this film, (laughs) yeah, yeah, for sure. The ending. The ending has a couple weird shots and as already mentioned there's a couple times where someone flubs a line and they just keep talking Mm -hmm. i think they kept that in just for like realism that's something you might do in real life yeah and also and also like
2: you know considered that but this movie has a ton of long takes and it's just impressive to like see like how good it is so like if they mess up a line like that's understandable because like there there's like some amazing like long takes that you know Mm -hmm. are like, unnoticeable, I guess, if you um, aren't looking for them. Like, to me, like, yeah. that's one of the best things about, like, good, great filmmaking doesn't make you realize, like, how great it is. And so with mm. this movie, there's a lot of, like, long shots and, like, um, pans, like, around the entire apartment complex that you don't think about because you're just, like, thinking, like, you're just, like, it. you're just thinking that, like, you're seeing through the eyes of the main
1: character. Yeah. There's some really fluid camera movements throughout this film that like the camera's flying all over the place and it's funny because I'm pretty sure the camera moves more than he does like he <laughs> has a diagonal line uh-huh. from the window to the door that in the entire film he probably moves 10 feet you know but they still manage to do an excellent job of creating tension because he can't move that much you know yeah um, I, I just I think it's excellent usage of filmmaking as an art mm-hmm. you know it's telling a story visually very very well yeah and also through writing, pretty well. This is, I think, one of his funnier films. It's great. Uh, I, I really Hitchcock. like. I
2: really like the detective character, like yeah, and how he always great. has like a a one liner as he exits, and even later on in the movie, his girlfriend comments on that, and she's like, "That's getting kind of old, isn't it?" Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, one of my favorite lines in the film is uh, when the detective first comes around and he's leaving, he's like, is there anything else I can do for you? And Jimmy Stewart's like, yeah, why don't you see if you can find a good detective for me? Uh-huh. And he's just like, ah, ha, ha, see ya. <laughs> I think that's funny. Like, there's a lot of really witty lines in here. Um, another one that I love is when Grace Kelly, they get in an argument the first time she comes over. Yeah. Because Jimmy Stewart is upset because he's in love with a woman that he thinks can't handle the journalism life. And she's very high maintenance. But then and maybe she does dresses. handle the journalism life. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> we, we can get into that. But she's like, "What do you mean? I I can go with all these on all these trips with you." And he's like, "You ever eat fish heads and rice in in a C forty flying at eighteen thousand feet?" And she's like, "Well, no, but I I could." Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, "I just I just don't think this is working." And she's like you know what, I'm leaving then. He's like, when will you be back? She's like, not for a long time. <laughs> At least not, At least until, not until tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love her character. I love her. Fantastic actress. Uh-huh. She only acted for five years until uh, she got married to the Prince of Monaco and then died in a car crash. Jeez. Well, so, isn't that ironic?
2: Because <laughs> Jimmy got hit by a car. Oh, I mean, oh. sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the time loop is complete. It all um,
2: comes full circle. The time yeah. traveler was like, "Okay, good. Like I've managed to close the loop." Okay, guys. Yeah. Did you think the whole time that there was a murder? I did.
1: Looking back to this, the dog, the like first time smells like
2: it. It. A, the the garden thing. I felt like when I when that happened, when the dog first like sniffed the soil, I was like, "Oh, there, yeah. there's something there." Yeah, but what
0: about yeah. when you realize there's nothing in the soil? Yeah, that's
1: there's was like, a couple moments where At that point
2: I was already sold. I was like, There's this
1: is a this is a Hitchcock movie. The the problem with an older film is a lot of films come after it. Right? So in the sixty years since this film has come out, there's been a lot of movies. So I'm used to the oh, we're gonna throw you for a twist. Maybe the murder didn't happen, right? So it's difficult to judge like if I had watched this in 1954 and I hadn't seen that many movies, would I have been like, oh, well, there's nothing in the garden. Maybe there is the possibility that this is all insane. And I think that would also be an interesting movie where, like, Jimmy Stort has just accused this guy of murder and the whole time it's not been true, uh-huh. right? And he gets his um, girlfriend
0: locked up for in and uh, trespassing yeah. in an effort to prove herself to him.
1: Yeah, that'd be an interesting movie too, but... Given that this is a Hitchcock film, you know, there something's going on and once you find out that there's nothing in the ground, it's not a, oh, maybe we're wrong. It's a okay, now what's gonna happen? Like where has it been put now? What's what's the next clue that will lead to this mystery being solved? I see. You know? I feel one, like if I was in that situation, I, not in a movie. Yeah. I'd feel like
0: these people are being very, very I don't know the word for it, but being very like I don't know, persuaded like, or like they're being too not gullible I can't think of the word for it but they're they're looking for something that shouldn't be there that's apparent they're way less skeptical than any normal person would be like I, I feel like almost any normal person would act like the actual detective would uh-huh.
1: yeah and uh, this is kind of similar maybe you feel the same way Wes this is kind of similar to like the film Blow Up mm-hmm. um yeah or Blowout. Blow which one is it? The Blow out yeah, is blow the one out. with the American flag um. Those like that. That aspect of I have almost certainly witnessed a murder, and I'm desperately trying to prove that I'm right. You know, uh-huh. I. I think it's safe to say we can really sympathize with Jimmy Stewart's character because we believe that he is right, and it's like, you know, what what can you do when there is no evidence, but you know you're right. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's an interesting aspect of the film. Um. So. From a more like abstract perspective, I
2: guess are there, are there mm. themes, Nick? You're you usually good at this. Yes.
0: Tell us what this
1: means about is this, society. Is it right. commentary about so, gender in society? I think it could or be voyeurism. That, that is an aspect. Uh, Grace Kelly does prove that yes, women can be journalists too. <laughs> I guess. Um, I really love that. I really love that she's not incompetent in this film. Uh-huh. Like, He's incompetent, there's, if anything. There's a couple mm-hmm. films from the 50s where it's like, all right, we're going to take a jab at women. It's like, uh, <laughs> don't do that. But this film does not really make any like jokes of that nature. It's like she is an incredibly competent character, mm-hmm. and she does really enjoy helping him. Um, there's a single part where I, the end shot of the film... Where she's reading the book about the Himalayas and then realizes Jimmy Stewart's asleep, so she picks up a fashion magazine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like that's the closest it gets, but that's also kind of like a you know fits in with her character. She still cares so about the job. other yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. I feel like this yeah, movie
0: does love pretty damn well, like for for does. what it is. Because yeah, I think so. She's it's literally a movie where she wants to change for this other person and like. Yeah. Sometimes you see that in movies, but if when you do, it's based on that. That's a movie based on that, and that's the main central arc. I want to change. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, si- the side character love is either assumed or just not built on. And yeah. I think that is an amazing subplot. Like the, wel- the way that was done, I was thinking about it when I was watching it. Like, like I I, I believe this character's love. I mean, we're not given a- much of a reason
2: for her to love this guy, besides just and we the yeah, I mean, yeah. you make a good point. There's nothing static about any of, like, the side stories in this movie. Like, even the other residents, like, go through their own little side stories, like Torso Girl and uh, Mrs. Lonely, whatever. (laughs) Even the people
0: who own the
1: dog. Yeah, there's a lot of love stories going on. There's the newlyweds who have an increasingly more sexual and falling apart marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, There's... I didn't mention when I was listing the characters earlier, but up in the very, very corner of the courtyard, there's a family with some children. Um in the end, Lonely Hearts falls in love with the Piano Man because it's his song that stops her from committing suicide at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a love story happening in the Thorwald apartment, too. It's just a bad love story, sure. you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. um, And I, I do think that there's a lot of aspects of this film that it's like, you know, oh, look at all the different types of love. And I don't think that it's so much her wanting to change for him as it's like, I'm, despite how I grew up, like i am also capable of like it because i can see people saying oh she changes for him and that's bad that's not a good message but i i think if you love someone and you're willing to like try something new to like be with them you know i don't think that's a problem
0: yeah i think it's less like changing personality to more like proving what yeah. you'll do it's like he's she proving herself to him in a way that she wants she can be and she'll do what like it takes to be with him
2: yeah
1: yeah i mean she's showing like how much is the plot yeah she's
2: like showing how much she loves him that she doesn't care that because he also wouldn't fit in high society she thinks or he thinks yeah um and she's saying that that where she's willing to
1: try you know exactly and she's willing to show that she can do it Mm -hmm. and Um, scratches like for him now voyeurism all right this film is about a guy who watches other people through the window for weeks on end. This is his final week in the cast. He's been in there for five weeks or so, so he's got all these names for everyone. I think right? it was seven, I believe. Uh, uh, something like that. It's a number of weeks. Uh-huh. Um, and so he witnesses this murder, right? So in the end, voyeurism does some good. He solves a murder. But also in the end, you know suppose that like uh when when miss lonely hearts is committing suicide right mm-hmm. he kind of you know calls the police to help her but then completely gives up on that and is like i'm focused on my girlfriend in the apartment across from me meanwhile a woman downstairs is about to kill herself right yeah and it's this kind of this aspect of like not just intruding on other people's lives but like you know if there's some good or bad that comes of that, you know can can you justify uh, involving yourself in someone else's life if something good comes of it you know mm-hmm.
0: so this movie is about the NSA is what you're saying yes
1: The Patriot uh, Act yes that's exactly Act. what I'm saying <laughs> well because like you know I'm I consider myself a private person you know, I don't like surveil being surveilled, but at the same time like. You know, what's wrong with looking out the window and seeing what's going on over there? Uh You know?
0: Um, It might be ignorant for me to say, but like, I feel like he's more justified because I can't imagine how excruciatingly boring it would be in that situation especially yeah. living in the age I do now 50s yeah like, yeah like he's gonna read books and look at the clock that's all yeah he's back
2: got. when
1: like the TV had like three channels <laughs> and that's that's part of his dilemma he even says that like what else am I supposed to do you know this is this is just all I have to do you know don't blame me for don't shoot the messenger uh-huh. don't shoot the guy with the broken leg um, but you know what you never see you never see anyone else watching out of their apartments in the film they're all just minding their own business
2: well no um the murderer uh one time
1: looks out well he looks he does, out and, and catches that's someone. How he finds out he's
0: not peeping
1: yeah, yeah, peeping yeah. Tom. that's true uh-huh um really quickly i don't know where to where else to throw this in but i just wanted to mention there's one really really good shot in this film where we see the completely dark thorwald apartment and just slowly the cigarette light fades mm-hmm. in. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful shot. Yeah. Same with like the flash uh, didn't know where else to say the flashbulb stuff at the end is very nice. Yeah, those are great, especially when he first comes in and like all the dark shadows on the faces and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh-huh. What a good movie. Um master of suspense they call him. What what, what would you say, gentlemen, is the film's message about Looking into other people's lives, because um, as film viewers, aren't we voyeurs? Yes. Is that it? Is that yeah. the message to make? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, uh,
0: I I can't really pick up on it.
1: Like, because in the end, he's a better person too. You know, in the end, he's he's, you know, I he gets something out of having looked into these people's lives, and then he gives up on that. Right, but, but I... he had to looking to get there
2: but i do think at the end of the day he needs to he learns that he needs to stop looking at other people's lives and look at what's right in front of him because like <laughs> constantly constantly whenever his girlfriend comes over she's like trying to make out with him and he's just like yeah. commentating on what's happening in these other windows she's like literally like shut the fuck up and like kiss me um uh-huh. and so i think like he you know, he doesn't know what he wants out of his relationship and he doesn't know like what he's like doing with his life really. And so he like tries to like live vicariously through these people, but that obviously doesn't work because his blood pressure doesn't raise when he's not scratching his dick. Um, uh, so I think, no, I think it's more like, yes, he does a good thing by looking into these other people's lives, but it's, the good thing happens as a result of, like, his girlfriend and his nurse and all that and all these um people that were, like, right next to him this whole time. So, I think he learns the appreciation of family. And Ohana means no one left behind.
0: Awesome. Well, I think it's more like voyeurism is less than what it's about. It's more just a metaphor to, like, being conscious of people's lives. Like, everyone is going through something. And it's trying constantly trying to tell you that. So, like... I feel like it's not saying anything like, oh, it's a good thing to look at your neighbors when they're not paying attention, or saying that it's a bad thing, because, I mean, I feel like it almost justifies him sometimes, like, by the yeah. by the extent of, like, how long he's been out and what he has to do around the house. In some ways, it justifies his, like, okay, I can understand why he's peeping out, and like, I mean, so, aside from so- a few lines, people aren't criticizing him all that much for it. Sometimes they do.
1: Yeah, and maybe maybe it's not telling you whether it's good or bad it's just saying if you do this is what could happen
0: (laughs) i think it's just more like everyone like everyone when you see a window it's like it's not just a person there's a whole story there's people going through struggles and stuff and it's good to be conscious of that you know don't just see a random person in the window understand that this person could be going through something Like murder, suicide, or just living a good life, making sculptures and naming
2: them hunger.
1: (laughs) I'm glad. You know what? I appreciate that you picked up on that because that's like the most minor line in the film. Yeah. No, I think it's still funny. It's just like this sculpture with a a person with a hole in the middle of something (laughs) and she's like, it's called hunger. (laughs) Maybe the hole in Jimmy Stewart is his lack of looking out a window Uh and his hunger is looking out the
2: window. But the window is actually the hole. Oh,
1: oh! And the city there you is go. the person.
0: Yes, devoid of individuals.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I like it. Yeah. Good movie. What do you guys? Good movie. In all seriousness, this? yeah. Yeah. It, it was good a movie. very good movie. I think movie. so. Yeah. All right. Yay. Uh, okay. Wes. On that. Favorite Hitchcock. Oh, my favorite Hitchcock? No. Yeah, I'm asking <laughs> which is, if if that's not it. Um,
2: as of now, it's *North by Northwest*, but I haven't it's seen all of it. It's pretty good.
1: All right. Ari, right, I believe this is the only one you've, you oh you've seen Psycho. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- between this and Psycho,
0: this one for sure.
2: All right. Nice, yay. nice. You done good, Nick. You done good. You did good. Yay! And on that note, should we come to the movie for next time?
0: No. We have some things to answer <laughs> from the internet before I'm we do that. I'm Ari. <laughs> 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 At least I have been told that the internet has some questions for us.
1: I have some questions. I'd like to do them. If y'all want to leave, because this has been a long episode, I there's definitely stuff I'm going to cut out, so it won't be as long as you think it is.
2: I kind of have to go soon. Is this is this like? Can we not answer these questions in the next one?
1: Can I just ask you the one from Will at least? Sure. All right. Will would like to know. This is a question. This is a Q and A segment of our podcast. This is the Q and A corner. We will hit more uh, next time. Yeah, Lukin's got a great question, but you're gonna have to wait till next time for it. Uh, it's one of We those won't always name questions. drop you,
0: by the way. So don't be scared yeah. to.
2: Question
1: I out. just I'm name dropping these people because we know them because uh-huh. no one left anything on the subreddit go do that but if
2: you name yourself Joe Mama we will name drop you
1: yeah so Will wants to know what genre of movie is your favorite and why Nick uh you know I thought through this I thought long and hard I I tend to really like westerns I think that's a great uh, way to tell a story. Because there's a lot of interesting stories that can be told. I'm not saying that's the best. I'm just saying I think that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. That's the one that the most films. has the most films that I've seen that are consistently good.
2: Okay. My favorite is horror. Slashers
0: specifically, I believe.
2: mm, I mean, I like slashers a lot, but I'm just going to say horror for this one. (laughs) More like slashers, it's because I like gore and blood. But no, I think horror, like, it has, like, some good movies, it has some pretty ass movies. I don't think that it's the genre with the best movies, but as like an idea, I like it the best because when all these characters are in this like life or death situation, it like shows who they really are as people because it like, it's not them like putting up a facade or a front. Um, this is like how they are like at their like most raw. And so... Mm-hmm that's what I find interesting about horror and I think there's a lot of potential for the genre that can still be explored um and yeah I like horror I like horror elements even in movies that aren't horror uh mm. I just like unexpected Sorry to bother you yeah I just I like unexpected things in movies and like that's like what makes horror so strong I think all
1: right
0: I like movies that fuck with your head
2: yeah yeah I don't know I don't know exactly
0: what genre but I love movies like Inception or like ones that like or just kind of make you think. Like, I remember liking Source Code when I watched it a long time ago. I don't remember all that well, but just, I can't think of a specific genre. Like, I like serious mm-hmm. movies, to be honest. Like, in general, I like a good serious movie more than I like a rom com or a superhero movie. I like all movies, mm-hmm. you know me, even though I don't watch them all that much. But I like a movie that makes you think and it's got a serious point to it. Mm-hmm. All
3: right. I
0: don't know if that counts as Can a we- genre.
1: Can we each name our favorite of that said genre, perhaps? Sure. Um, I I absolutely adore the film Wild Bunch. Um, that's a great... But that's kind of like a different type of Western. Uh-huh. You know, that's more of a... Like a... That's the Logan of Westerns. Yeah, my favorite Western is the, Logan. Logan is the Western <laughs> of... A, <laughs> Wild Bunch is a film about the end of an era. You know, that is a Western set in, like, 1913 or something, and it's uh-huh. these people losing their way of life, and I, I think that's really interesting. But my best, my favorite, like, actual Western is either Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, or I really, really love The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, which also has Jimmy Stewart in it, so there you go.
2: Okay, yeah. then. Um, favorite horror? It's 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 a hard one for me because, like it's like is it the one with the most horror in it like the scariest or is it like the one you know that has like the best plot or something Um,
0: most hurt if it was taken out of the world
2: off the top of my head um I think probably my favorite one is Carrie um it's uh like it's a pretty baller movie it's pretty amazing I think it deals with a lot of like uh like interesting themes yeah and um it's not like, you know, it's not like super. Shut the fuck up I'm there. Anyway, that was I, a good I, joke. I got the joke. <laughs> Ari does it because he's never seen this movie. Um, it's about a girl who's on her period. Um. <laughs> it's a period piece. <laughs> no, but um... no, I think it's uh, it's not like horror all the way through, but it has like a lot, like all the best aspects of horror. Like, it has gore, it has uh, psychological horror, it has religion. Um... Which, you know, that's all the makings of a good horror movie.
1: Yeah, the three best things.
0: Ari? Uh, maybe Inception. That's my favorite movie, I think. so. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the makes sense. Favorite that's movie favorite. of the make-you-think yeah. genre. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I might give you a better answer in the future once I think about it more. No,
1: I, I, I think Inception is a, is a good answer for no, that. No, I'm talking yeah,
0: about genre what... in general. Better answer once <laughs> I think about it more. Once I can oh, think okay. of my favorite genre. It's hard.
1: All right. We'll, we'll save these other questions for next time. This has been a very long episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Okay, and with that, out. Wes, you got to take us out of here because you're leading the uh, next video and give us a recommendation.
2: I, I am. I am. And I'm glad that you asked that question about genres, Nick, because, oh. um, well, we've done horror movies here. We did one. We did Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that we haven't really done is movies not in the English language. Oh, my. Um, oh, I would have said non-American movies, but Alfred Hitchcock is English. Um,
1: this is an American, Rare Window is an American
2: production. Okay, it's an American production. So we've yeah. done only American movies so far. So I thought we should broaden our horizons as viewers and watch a foreign film uh, this time. Okay. And so uh, the movie I'll be recommending is one of my favorite horror movies. Not Carrie. Um, that's American. <laughs> but it's, this, uh, it's a nice little French film called Raw. And oh, shit. Um, it's 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 I like it a lot. I think there's some really interesting themes. We're we're getting into college, you know. We're it's almost horror? done with, like, yeah. We're almost done with like our first semester or quarters. This movie is like very like rooted in like the college experience and romance. Ooh. And I think we can have a lot to talk about with this movie.
1: That's a good one. Okay. Right. So, yeah. I haven't Let's seen I it. Like I've it. been meaning to watch it. Yeah. yeah, raw,
2: um, from 2016 French movie. If the All viewers, right. if the listeners would like to watch it as well. Yeah, that should it. wrap it up. All yeah. right. All right. So, so um, out, Wesley, that was episode four of Postpone about Logan and our spotlight film Rear Window. Um, join us next time where we'll talk about Raw. Uh, if you like this episode, give us a five stars on Apple Podcasts. Give us a listen on the Please, for the love of
1: God, go to the subreddit and leave something.
2: Leave a comment, ask us a question, tell us to watch a movie, because we will do it. Um, Ari
1: won't watch a movie unless you tell him to. so Please tell Ari to watch things.
0: I want to watch Shawshank
3: Redemption.
2: (laughs) You heard it here (laughs) first. Please comment that on the subreddit. I need a reason. (laughs) Uh huh. Um, But yeah, uh, we have an Instagram, we have a YouTube. We have everything in the known universe. All right. Um, Check you guys next time. See you. That's it.